Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and save 15% every time you shop at medterracbd.com by entering discount code BIGMXRADIO15. I am your host, as usual, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line, hailing all the way down in California in the Pacific Time Zone. We call that that time zone very often here on this Big Mix Radio podcast. Just last night, we were talking to Jeff Ward. Now, we've got Eric Bosky on the phone. Eric, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Hey, not doing too bad. And I'm excited to do this podcast, uh, one very much unlike most of the ones I do do with, whether it's uh, a retired rider like uh, Jeff Ward yesterday, um, getting to know all of the ins and outs of his illustrious career, or uh, calling up a Supercross superstar like Zach Osborne or one of the privateers or something in the middle. You are completely sort of off in left field, where a lot of artists typically are when they come up with their fantastic ideas. You yourself are a designer over at uh, 7MX, uh, a gear company that uh, has basically come to the forefront and been extremely popular over the last, oh, I guess that would be about half a decade. And uh, so, yeah, maybe uh, rather than me just telling everybody what you're all about, let's get some particulars here. Um, Tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, sort of your background and then uh, how you kind of came to uh, working with 7 and, uh, and all that. Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm actually originally uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Matamora, Michigan, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I actually moved out I moved out to California like literally last August. Um, I just uh, I just was trying to get get my in way to the industry. Uh, I've been racing dirt bikes since I was like four years old, and uh, yeah, I just I just always had like an artistic background, but I really never really put it to use. Um, I just I was artistic throughout high school and. I was going to a community college and uh, doing a little bit of graphic design on and off and uh, was just really had my head up in the clouds with just racing and all I could really think about was racing throughout college and stuff yeah. like that. And then, um, yeah, I just I just started getting better at graphic design and I got my first graphic design job um, at a place called Bentley DFX. Um, and it was just kind of a small business and there was just only a few select guys working there. And then... Um, yeah, that was just, that was like my first real like design job. It was uh, it was still out of Michigan. It was pretty small. And then uh, from there on, I went to uh, went to Elusive Gloves, um, did a little bit of design for him over there. And then um, yeah, dude, I was working at a roofing job, and uh, I was over it. And uh, yeah, I, just I hear you. Out. I I literally sent out maybe man, it had to been at least 50, 50 to sixty resumes to just a bunch of people in the industry just telling my situation, telling my experience of what I was capable of and just put together just like just the best website like portfolio that I could and attached it with much stuff and uh yeah, just I got a hit back from seven of those people obviously and uh I literally just I spent probably almost all my savings that I could just fly out for interviews. And then uh yeah, the interviews went great and uh yeah, just locked down the job and the rest of history and I've been living out in California just loving it ever since. There you go. Classic case of betting on himself, pounding the pavement, and getting the job that he wanted. No longer roofing in uh, the middle of summer in, in uh, Michigan, which is known to, for, to be a colder uh, state, but uh, 
I know that uh, Manitoba is even further north than uh, Michigan, and we get some hot, hot days, especially in the middle of the summer. Uh, so uh, not not a, a job that you want to be doing it pretty much at any time of the calendar. But uh, yeah, you were able to use that as motivation to uh, to sharpen your skills, send out those resumes, and uh, yeah, sort of like how do, how does uh, how did you sort of come to the uh, the artistic side of things? How do you develop and sharpen those skills, or is it something that sort of comes naturally to you? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I wish I could give you guys like a play by play, or like there's there's not really a rule book or anything. It's just yeah, you just you just kind of go off of like inspiration, and you kind of just you kind of just turn it into your own to your own and like you know there'll, there'll be times where just i'll just draw blanks some days and that's the time when you just you just kind of step away from it and just kind of walk walk away and um you know there'll be times i'll go home and then the next day i'll come back in and it's like i'll just be on fire so it's just you know there's there's not really a play-by-play it's just you just start drawing and uh just whatever comes to you just um yeah i wish i wish i could really just be more more explain a little bit more about that but uh but yeah, it's just I guess it's just something I'm just gifted with, and uh, definitely, definitely thankful. Oh, definitely. I think a lot of people can connect with that. Uh, similar to a lot of stories of uh, musicians and stuff like that, they could uh, stare at a blank piece of paper for months on end. Sometimes bands take take years to come out with a new album, and then when the the new album comes out, the a story comes out where they they wrote like half the songs in. Uh, 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 an afternoon, you know what I mean. So the, the creative juices start to flow, uh, things start to link up, and uh, something special happens. Which is uh, like you you have the ability to uh, basically just, like I said, let those creative juices flow. And uh, what's resulted in uh, like actually seeing as how how long you've been working at Seven? Uh, I started in Labor Day weekend, August last year of 2018. So fairly new there right now. Okay, fair enough. Like as I was saying, um, there's a good chance that a lot of things that you've come to design and and, uh, and um, have been working on haven't even come onto shelves yet. Um, like, what's that process like? Maybe we can dive into that a little bit. Uh, when an idea comes to you, you start designing, you start to to kind of tinker with things. Uh, meanwhile, uh, guys like. Uh, Malcolm Stewart are uh, heading out off to the Montreal Supercross, and uh, like so, how does uh, something basically go from so from pen to paper to eventually on the uh, on the showroom floor? Um, man, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that does go down that I, I definitely uh, I wish I could share with you guys. Um, <laughs> but then there's you know there's some other stuff too that you know it's it's probably pretty safe to share. Um, Fair enough. You know, basically there's there's a there's a select few of us designers um at at seven right now we all just kind of work together um you know we just kind of put our heads together and just work together on a bunch of projects um together so um and then we have a creative director who does a really good job too um and yeah so uh just as far as like we'll say something like if we do like a newsletter and if like we're doing like just working on just shirts for like the upcoming um i guess next gear line or something like that just some simple t-shirts um you know it just it's just what whoever's whoever's responsible for that specific design, you know, they'll they'll go through that design process, um, and it could take it could take weeks, it could take a day, um, it could take a few days, but it's just it's all up to the creative director and what he's feeling and, and what he's really liking on the designs. Um, sometimes, usually, it's pretty rare to hit it off on one design um, and then just have it pushed through so fast. Usually, there there'll be like some a lot of tweaks here and there or sometimes you know he'll just be like you know not really feeling this you know let's just go back to the drawing board so 
um, it's just honestly, dude, it's just like a process of just, you know, just designing and just, you know, collaborating together, like all as one, as all as one and just working together um, and really just putting my head together and just, you know, kind of diving and design further and just kind of pushing the brand further to, to, you know, get better throughout the industry. <clears throat> Fair enough. So having been there for uh, under a year now, only about uh, eight months work with 7MX, uh, how did that come about as far as an interview process for you? Uh, how nervous were you rolling into an interview with those guys? And um, maybe take us some ins and outs of uh, of that sort of, like you, like you said, you sent out 50 resumes. Uh, there must have been some other brands that were uh, that were impressed with you as well. And uh, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion you probably had to turn somebody down. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I was I was really nervous, um, and a part of me tried not to fanboy a little bit too. When you walk in, you see see a bunch of the show bikes that you are there out on the floor and everything, and um, you know, you it's I wouldn't say that it's easy to forget, like in the back of your mind, like where like the company started and who it's who it originated from, and you know who the who the CEO is, and, um, you know, just just knowing the company and knowing the background, like off the bat, and you know. I, it's no secret it's James Stewart's company and um, it's really humbling to get like that email um, and to know that you know that you are you know that they are looking at you and um, and that they just you know considering you for the job you know it's, it's a really humbling, humbling experience so um, it was very nerve-wracking um, and uh, just I think I, I think I just jotted down so many notes on the plane and uh, I don't know it's it was just uh it was just, it was an exciting process, but it was uh, definitely something that uh, kept me up a few nights too. Just because, you know, moving out from Michigan all the way to California too, it's you're leaving a lot behind. You know, you're moving three thousand miles away, and uh, you know, you're leaving family, you're leaving a lot of relationships too. But uh, you're starting like a new chapter in your life too. So it's just uh, it's a it's a big step and it's a big process. Um, I think I contacted Seven um, when I first got in contact with them. I want to say it was April or May. And I finally moved out there in August, so it was it consumed like at least a good portion of my whole summer, um, and it just it was just a process, dude. And then uh, there was a few other companies too um, that I had interviews with, um, and they're they're also very well respected in the industry. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it came down to just you know where where I wanted to work for, and uh, it was a hard decision because a lot of the companies too that I did turn down it was. It was kind of a bummer because um, I don't want to think about what could have been because I, I love my job at seven. I love what I do right now. And I love the people that I work with. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was very humbling to see to see all the uh, responses. <clears throat> You're a hot commodity, my friend, uh, designing up a storm, and uh, you must have impressed some people big time and uh, continue to do so. Um, so what was what was that transition like for you? You pack up your things. You're in Michigan. You're no doubt a, a, huge, Red Wing, a huge Red Wings fan, and uh, you come all the way down. You've got three NHL uh, teams just in your, uh, your backyard there. And oh, uh, just no, just about nobody uh, except for everybody at the track. That uh, now you're, you're probably one of the more popular guys at the track, given that uh, position you hold over at seven. Uh, the reality is, yeah, not knowing too many people. Um, what was the the process of sort of getting acclimated? And um, yeah, I'm sure there's a more than a, there's a, a few people that you met right off the hop that uh, uh, probably were sick of you after a, a few weeks because uh, you had nobody else to talk to. <laughs> um. Man, honestly, I'm kind of more of a quiet guy. Um, it was it was more like uh, when I made the move, um, 
had just and I came out here I was just I was excited just to get start working and just start just just start creating and just start making a lot of stuff um and uh just just going to the tracks and stuff like that I was just I was kind of it was kind of I was kind of blown away just seeing like I'm like the top guys you know you just you, you see him at the races and everything but then it's just like a whole other thing parking next to someone and then just you know going out and riding with them so that's definitely a, a crazy experience just because you know with all due respect Michigan doesn't have too many top pros um that are coming up through the ranks at the moment and then when we do push out a top pro they're immediately off to California going off to Florida so yeah see you uh, later but yeah it's it's uh it's not really a state where um there were a lot of prestige guys have been coming out lately um but yeah it's just uh it's it's crazy dude so uh yeah Absolutely, yeah. No, like complete change for you. You were one of those guys who uh, made their way off to California or wherever else. And in your case, California. Uh, so once getting yourself uh, planted, and uh, after that, like you said, creative juices start to flow. Where does a young man like yourself get inspiration from? What seems to uh, trigger something special within you that uh, is um, what allows you to create really, really special. Um, basically a special look from, from a brand that I think you'd agree as much as it's James Stewart's uh, company and, and uh, people connect with that. I think the thing that has always stuck out from, from seven is that from the very first gear that was ever produced by them, it was always super eye catching stuff. It just, it was bold. It was different. It was um, outside the box. How do you live up to that? And what inspires you to do so? Um, I mean, honestly, man, it's just, Every every designer, um, just in my opinion, has like their own look, has their own design. Um, and Seven definitely has, like you said, that Seven definitely has like that that specific look where like you see it in track and you know like that's that's Seven. Um, so it's just you know it was just a whole process of just adapting to just what Seven is after because you can't you're not going to change a brand look like Seven has that look and Seven's very identifiable. So me as a designer, like I'm not going to change that and I don't want to change that because you know it's it's been working so far and you know that's that's a big reason why I, I chose to work for seven because i really like the position that they were in and i really admired like their design perspectives and um so it's not really about just like changing the brand like design it's kind of just accumulating to that design that they have right now and then also kind of just you know kind of still like using my own design techniques and um yeah just just kind of just working with uh working with where seven is at and just kind of pushing the brand to just be even better and just uh yeah just top top the charge um and uh, as far as like inspiration dude um i mean it's just it just it kind of just all comes back to just i don't know it's it's just hard to it's hard to explain just for like inspiration um yeah it's 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 hard to dive into that part well, fair enough. Like you said, it might be something totally different every time that you you end up designing something, like a song. It could be uh, something you see on the freeway. It could be something totally different. Uh, maybe maybe uh, the guy I'll actually call up the guys over at Thor and come out uh, come up with uh, and ask them what they were thinking when they had that cat gear. That's beside the point. But um, <clears throat> but like for for you coming through and, and, and designing, uh, obviously not every single thing that comes out of your pen or pencil or onto uh, um, your design program is absolute gold. Um, like maybe you can right. take us through some times where uh, uh, obviously like you, you've come up with some gems over, uh, over your time. 
Ta- tell me about a time where uh, you designed something, thought it was cool, and it got completely shot down. Oh, man. Dude, literally like two days ago. <laughs> um, yeah, just it happens all the time. Um, and it's just like once that happens to you, you just you can take it as a positive or you can take it as a negative just because, you know, the cool thing about art is um, every designer has, has their own look, obviously, but also, like, it's just good to have different eyes on it. So they'll see something that you won't see. Um, so even if you are pumped on something, then another designer could look at it and kind of just explain, you know, what that actually might be portraying and that, how that might be missing the mark. And then, you know, once it's, once it's explained and, like, once you kind of just go over it, it's just, it's, it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely good to have other eyes around it just to get different ideas. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, like, it, it happens all the time. Um, I, I'd like to say that every design that I push out is gold, but it's not. Um, but yeah, yeah, dude, it's, uh, it, it happens often. Um, and sometimes when I'm, when I'm on the mark, then obviously, you know, it feels good to push out something first time. Well, there you go. Like when it comes time to like something like that, like you said, two days ago, you think you said you got something that's absolute fire gets absolutely gets uh, shot out of a cannon and it's never to be seen again until it's sort of, it's also yours. You know what I mean? It's something that you've, you've designed and, uh, and you've, you've come up with. Um, do you sort of keep a a scrapbook or some files of, uh, those designs that like, Hey, maybe it wasn't a great look for 2019. Um, maybe start to maybe explore that a little bit more years down the road or, uh, like, do do you keep track of those, those types of things? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of times too. It's like, uh, if you push out a design, like it, it may not be hitting like that mark, you know, that you're going for, but it's definitely going to be able to use later down the road or like parts of that design will be able to be recycled. Um, that's a big thing with graphic design too. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that, um, is not used. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff that'll be recycled or like you can kind of like twist it into like something else and, uh, kind of like design something based off of that. So, um, just because something is shut down doesn't necessarily, that means that it's, that it's garbage or that it just isn't going to work. It just means that, you know, Hey, maybe we're going to have to save this for like another time or, you know, it's just, it's just not time for this design yet. So we're just, we'll, uh, we'll go back to the drawing board. Um, but we're going to keep this in mind for sure. Well, there you go. Um, so, gotta know, like, when it comes to uh, like gear you've worn in the past, like uh, of of what Seven has out for twenty nineteen right now, uh, what are you just absolutely feeling? Like, what are what are some of the colorways that you enjoyed most, and uh, what are some of the colors that you feel go best together? Some guys have different ideas about things. I like to keep things uh, more on the darker side. I like a lot of black gear. Um, I like to have a helmet that's a little bit more colorful, but I like to keep the, the, the gear a little bit more dark. What's your approach to that, and, and why? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I think uh, I think Axel probably puts together probably the best-looking stuff right now. That kid's, uh, he's always just kind of just putting together some different stuff that we don't really, like, intend to have a design, but he's always just kind of pushing out something that's... Uh, they kind of this kind of looks really good uh, with that whole dark look, and then puts like maybe something bright for like a, a compression or something like that. Um, but I'm really liking lately is I'm really liking the rival stuff. Uh, we've got uh, a, a all white stuff, and then uh, we're kind of just we're kind of playing with this new paste color that uh, it looks pretty good on our 2019 stuff. Um, so I'm really liking that on our rival and some of our zero stuff too is looking really good. Um, it's got it's got kind of like that darker look that you're talking about, um, but then it's also got that more of like a pop like bright maybe on some of our over jersey or some of our compression too that uh, seems to flow really well so i think uh right now for me the rival the rival is probably my favorite right now is the 
probably probably the most fun to really play with on that one. <clears throat> Fair enough. So, uh, like, prior to working at 7, I, I'm not too sure if you were a 7 rider prior to that, um, what, what kind of gear, like, what, 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 what was your favorite gear growing up? What were some of your, the, the brands that you really were drawn to? And, and maybe, uh, like, a little bit of, like, sort of your tastes were developed through that. Oh, man. Uh, my creative director probably won't be happy with me saying this, but uh, I was a big fast house guy before I came over to Seven, which is like, it's kind of funny because it's like the total opposite of Seven, where Seven's more of like a modern and like uh, more like a futuristic, but it still has a really clean look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and where fast house just plays like with a lot of typography design, and there's not too much cuts or anything going on. It's just like a straightforward color, and they play with a lot of typography. So. Um, I think that's what I was really appreciated of, and I really like that. Um, but but yeah, uh, when I was growing up, um, I think probably the like the 2008 Thor stuff. I always thought that was pretty eye catching. Um, yeah, this the Thor stuff, and then uh, some of the Fly stuff came out a little bit with the simplest good stuff. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was a fast house guy before I started working for Seven. But uh, I always liked Seven when they came out. Um, just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just never, just never really wore it. So, but uh, I can definitely say that it's it's definitely one of the best fitting gear out there, and uh, uh, really impressed with with what it's like. Obviously, me now wearing it is um, really impressive how it fits and how well performs. And uh, it, it's definitely worth every penny. Oh heck yeah! And uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Myself, I could. I, I we're on the same wavelength, my friend. When the fast house stuff came out, that like I think. Like everyone was going left, and those guys went right. Very, very clean look. Very classic look. Yep. Um, and and just like it, it was, it was funny because like they get almost get credit for coming up with this like retro look. But in all reality, uh, you look at the the jerseys from the seventies into the very early eighties. That's that. That's that. That's fast house gear. Like it's it's black pants or dark pants. Uh, different yeah. colored jerseys, very simple, very simple font across the the chest, and um, and that, that's all it had to be. And I, I have uh, several sets of uh, fast house gear myself, and uh, as well as uh, plenty of uh, sets of uh, fly. But um, like when like when it comes to design, especially on the side of gear, I think right after fast house came out, I think literally every gear brand, maybe minus seven. Um, went into their boardrooms and they, they'd be, I, I, I literally have heard a, like a, an actual story of a, uh, a particular brand that they had their design meeting and all over every wall, like they walked, the, all the designers walked into the room and covering all the walls was Fast House jerseys. And obviously really? since then, more than a few brands have come out with basically their version of it, a shift in their uh, Caballero gear is basically fast house gear, and uh, a few could argue that uh, some of the very plain looking, uh, even some of the plain looks from Fly are, are basically uh, like a rebranded attempt at that sort of look. Um, how do you like? What do you, how how do you view those types of like sort of? Uh, I guess uh, imitation is as sincere as for flattery. Although, and, and the same thing with certain fashion trends come out and like that's that's just what's hot right now um but like how do you sort of draft off of those types of trends but then also keep your stuff looking unique and um maybe attack that a little bit yeah i mean definitely like the biggest thing with seven too that i really admired is uh no matter like what 
what other gear companies are doing that seven has always been able to maintain like their very own look like no matter what no matter what we've put out in these last these last few gear lines it's just you know obviously it's obviously we know what other gear companies are doing and we know what other designs that are being pushed out and we we obviously see them um but it's it's just like that way of just being able to push out our own gear line and like use like inspiration around us but also have it like our own way so it's definitely like when you see it like you still have like that identify like it's still be able to identify the seven um you know as as far as like the whole fast house thing you know i definitely couldn't agree more there's definitely a few gear companies that we've that we've seen where it's um it's basically been a been a, kind of a knockoff um as much as i hate to say it but uh but yeah it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard because it's easy to it's easy to make something and say that it's your own, but then once the public sees it, um, the public will say you know it's either a knockoff or if it's like their own design or whether it takes off or not. So, um, but yeah, that's that's a big thing that's something that I've really come to admire. It's just you know we've we've been able to obviously see inspiration that are around us, but we've also been able to push it out as like our very own like modern and keep it very identifiable that it that it is seven and that uh, it's still our own design. Um, you know, I think, I think we've seen a few gear companies, not, not to name really anyone, but I think we've seen a few gear companies too that, you know, Seven's like the very first gear company to come out with a compression, like jersey underneath an over jersey. It's a two piece jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, I remember when Seven did that. I think it was 2014 or 13. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I remember when Seven started doing that and James was wearing it. Um, a lot of companies have kind of, tried to play with that because that really took off too that was just something new and it was something old um that nobody's ever ever really done um so other gear companies kind of noticed that and you know as soon as other gear companies start doing that you know that's that's identifiable seven just a two-piece jersey if you do if another gear company does a two-piece jersey then everyone's going to know where they got that inspiration from um no matter what the design is as far as the as far as the product development that's that's seven's thing where we we have incorporated that um so I, I really admire Seven and uh, for what they've for what they've done there in that area, um, for sure. For sure, and that was some. That's a, a point. That, like I think compression gear is uh, very polarizing, much like James Stewart. Um, especially for like, when it comes to like say, like when I, when I think of compression wear, I definitely think seven. Anybody else who's come up with it, uh, come out with it in the past, in the last little while, uh, whether it's the full jersey or a two piece jersey, I think is, is basically you're, you're drafting that idea off of what what seven's original idea. Um, the the way I the I, I sit on the fence a little bit when it comes to compression wear because uh, guys like yourself you are you you look fit you're slim you look good in compression gear uh, football players look good in compression gear not everybody looks great in <laughs> compression gear uh, and when it when it comes to looking pro and going slow. I'm definitely that guy, and honestly, like if you're talking to me t like a, a year ago, uh, I was in way worse shape than I'm at in right now, and you wouldn't caught you wouldn't have caught me dead in in compression <laughs> wear, just because I, I I was pinchable. I was there that it was it wasn't good. I was feeling too much of myself, touching myself all the time. It was as far right, as right. yeah, you know what I mean. So and like I talked about this, I've talked about this with Kiefer because he's a gear nerd, as am I. Um, 
like when it when it comes to com- compression gear, my opinion not for everybody, but if uh, if you might ha- if you you're either a really slim guy, like say like a Marvin Moose can, or or like an Axel Hodges, um, or you or you built like me, like a a middle linebacker not now. Um, yeah, like it, like it looks good on on a guy that's pretty ripped, pretty cut, and uh, and pretty lean. Uh, not so much if you, uh, like I said, a little bit more pinchable. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have heard that one before. Um, yeah, we've we've seen a lot of stuff too, like a lot of comments and stuff like that. People wishing that Seven wasn't just such a such a straight gear company. Um, but uh, I just. Um, we have we have gear we have gear lines such as the rival gear line and then gear lines such as the annex which is our probably lower line of the gear um but they're not they're not the sunset gear um we actually offer we offer sizes 40 and staple so I'm, I'm not sure like how big of a how big of a guy that would be out there riding um but we go up to a size 40 in waist um throughout throughout pant sizes and everything um our zero our zero pants which is the summer sitting gear are actually really comfortable and we have many many pros that have worn it that can actually quote us on that um we have our rival gear is probably one of our, our best sellers probably um i'm not a sales guy for seven um but i know i see a lot of rival and i see a lot of annex um at the tracks for just logo amateur kids just riding on 50s or 60s or something like that you know that that stuff is pretty popular to see out there um but yeah so not not all of those all compression fit we have a lot of regular fitting gear too um, that's just like, you know, any other, like any other ordinary regular fitting gear. Um, so we've definitely also done a really good job of just kind of widening our horizon there too. And just making sure that, you know, anyone can wear seven. You don't have to just be like that, you know, Marvin Muskan or, you know, that really like built guy just to wear our stuff. You don't really have to be super fit and in shape just to wear our stuff. Um, that our gear line is, is available for everyone. Fair enough. No, you you guys definitely run the gamut as what you have available. Size forty waist. Thankfully, never got all the way up to those. Although uh, I think I was uh, pushing the limits on some uh, some thirty fours about a year ago, and now I'm uh, cinching up my thirty twos so that they fit even snugger. Thank, uh, I'm pre- pretty proud to, to say that. Um, you yourself are young enough to remember uh, like new gear coming out, drooling over it, asking your parents for it, bugging your parents. Bugging people uh, or spending your own hard-earned money uh, to, uh, to to get your favorite gear. Um, how cool is it to be sort of a part of that now on the on the on the back end to be creating some of these looks that young riders uh, are going to be leafing through catalogs, uh, going online to check things out, hit, uh, swiping their their parents' uh, credit card to uh, secretly, of course, to to have something sent to the house. Um, like that's pretty cool. Like it's to be part of. Like you got to think about back to like say like your your 2008 uh, Thor gear. Like there was a designer that was coming up with that had no idea that uh that you were gonna dig it that much and um like i'm for myself like i remember when uh like fox came out with their uh like the uh, 2004 gear they had like the big fox logo right on the chest and i had like at least two sets of that stuff and absolutely loved it and like begged my dad to get get me both sets for him and uh santa ended up giving for me weirdly enough but uh yeah like like just and and honestly like that's really cool to think of that something that you design is going to be under the tree on christmas that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's definitely uh it's it's definitely eye-opening um yeah i mean i mean I, i would be lying if i said that some of the stuff that you know we don't make at seven 
still doesn't get me hyped like like a little kid and can't wait for that to just come in just to get samples of it just to see what it's going to look like um so yeah i mean definitely that feeling's still there too with, with developing new gear but just to be on the other side of it too it's just that's really exciting it's just really exciting really eye-opening just to know that you know that's that is going to be available to the public and that's you know everyone's going to see this so instead of just kind of taking it as pressure just not to mess up it's it's more like like I said before, it's kind of this humbling. It's just really exciting, and you know, you just you're you're excited like what you can come up with and what is, you know, to be under the tree for for a kid around Christmas time or, or birthday time or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's just it's really eye opening and it's uh, really really thankful. Absolutely, man. So where where do you see this? Uh, elevating to obviously you're a kid that's got some goals. You've cur- you've certainly achieved some things in your uh, your short time on this uh, big blue marble. So w- what's yeah. next for uh, Eric Bosky? What what's uh, what sort of um, adventures are you going to be on next? What are, what kind of things are you going to be designing without giving us too many ideas that uh, you've got uh, in the in the crock pot right now? Like uh, where oh, would you like man. to see yourself? Oh man, right now. Um... Honestly, it's just I'm just getting settled and just getting acclimated just to California weather, and uh, okay. I think I finally start. I think I finally started going to bed at the right time, with Michigan being three hours ahead. Um, started waking up at the right time for there was, for a little bit there. I was waking up at about like 4 a.m. Um, so that was kind of a struggle. But uh, I can see that as far as work wise, as far as work wise, man, as far as like designing, um, I really like where I'm at right now with Seven, um, working with working with everyone at, at, at seven right now and uh and pushing out the gear that we're mo- we're working on right now um we've got some really really great stuff coming out for the two for 20.1 fall um it's uh it's it's definitely got to have another seven look for it um but yeah we're we're uh, working on a lot of cool stuff right now that i'm pretty excited on um but yeah just as of right now the plan is just you know stay where i'm at right now um and uh keep branching out in the industry um the biggest thing that i love with this industry is it's, it's a little bit smaller um and then uh you know it just it's everybody meets everybody and uh you know so everybody everybody kind of knows everybody in this industry but uh but yeah they're just kind of just branching out further and uh just bettering my design skills for sure Fair enough. So you've been in California, like I said, for uh, the better part of uh, eight, nine months now. Um, you must have been to just about every uh, every track under the sun uh, that, that uh, kisses the beautiful California dirt. Um, first of all, where do you like to ride? And who are some of the people that you've met that uh, you really dig getting to know? Uh, is anybody not as cool as you thought they were? Don Maeda. Uh, or is anybody cooler than you thought they were? Also Don Maeda. <laughs> um no man i mean i haven't had the chance to to meet don personally yet um i was at one of his swap moto races uh, i was out at milestone um yeah I don't, I don't mind milestone too much it's it's all right my favorite place probably to go right now is uh i like glen helen and uh, i like kia yes. um those two tracks are probably those two tracks are definitely my favorite uh really hilly uh really fast paced um and then uh, really looking forward to actually Manus. I've heard some good things about Manus. Uh, I've heard uh, that track's pretty oh, yeah, fun. Oh, you'll enjoy but, that. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, and thankfully, I haven't met anybody to where I just, I just couldn't stand them and I had to walk away. Um, uh, but, yeah, so far, just met a bunch of great people so far. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just it's a really small industry. 
Um, but it's also it's a good thing just because everybody knows everybody and everybody's able to help out everybody. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so obviously you spend a lot of time being a complete moto nerd like I am. Uh, and of course you've got, you had your favorites growing up. Um, of the current, uh, pr- professionals who currently do not wear your gear, uh, who would you love to see something that you designed on them? Like who, who's that rider that uh, you'd love to design something for them? A guy that's retired right now? Like no, someone who's currently racing, or uh, maybe uh, freshly retired. Uh, maybe you want to d- design something for James Stewart at some point when he decides that uh, he no longer <laughs> doesn't like motorcycles anymore. Um, man, anyone that would be cool. That would be cool to see in seven. Um, man, probably Cinderella. AC's got some good style, and uh, it'd be it'd be pretty cool to see him in seven gear. I know he's. He's probably got a high value right now, but like that kid's worth it. that kid's worth it in the end. He works really hard, but uh, it'd be pretty cool. I, I think if we saw AC in seven gear, it would be probably pretty cool. Absolutely, I think I totally agree. That guy uh, has got a bright future in front of him. Uh, from a design standpoint, this is something that um, me myself, as a construction worker, and maybe you can touch on this as well. Um, when the the high vis craze came out. Uh, I, I never jumped on the bandwagon. I never owned anything with high vis. I have enough, uh, vests that I don't like wearing with high vis on them. Is high vis finally dead as far as motocross gear goes? Because, uh, there's more than a few brands that do- dove all over it. Um, and there's, uh, and of course there's been some tasteful designs with it in the past, but some, some brands literally that, that's the only color that they seem to like to, to use is is high vis officially dead as far as motocross goes? Or are we going to continue seeing this in some lines to come? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily dead. Um, I'd like to say that it, you might you might be able to see it coming some lines to come. Um, I know. I know people are kind of some some gear lines are definitely getting away from it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, dude. I'm just, uh, I, I'd like to see it so so they keep coming. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's honestly when it's tastefully done, it looks nice. When it's literally the entire jersey, I uh, yeah. I, I have to look the other way. But um, yeah, when it, obviously seven doesn't uh, doesn't make uh, motocross boots. They don't do helmets, although they they do have a, a a branded helmet. I believe it's through Bell, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Yep. Like, uh, how do you like to dress yourself other than the gear? Obviously, you're wearing the the, the gloves, the jersey, the pants. What else are you putting on? What do you couple with your seven gear? Oh man, when I'm when I'm riding, what else am I? What am I wearing with seven? Yeah, like what are you? Are, are you an Alpine Star boot guy? Are you are you coupling that with like uh, like what kind of goggles are you matching with it? How how matchy matchy are you? When, as, as far as uh, like the the gear with the goggles and this that and the other thing, um, yeah, yeah, we. Uh, well, right now, like you said, we have uh, the Moto, we have the Moto Flex, um, the Moto Nines that uh, that obviously is is through Bell, but it's a seven design, um, and that, I think those helmets look really sleek right now. Um, I actually have I have one of those Moto Nines too, um, and it's always it's always turning heads too at the track. Um, it's got that really simple but it's really a flashy look at the same time. It's definitely definitely got that seven look to it that I'm uh, I really like, um, and then as far as just we have a really nice. We have a really good set of uh, just compression pants and compression shorts um, that are that work really great um, underneath any riding pant. Um, we have a really slick wrist guard that has actually come out too. 
Um, and that's, that's a, I think the compression and the sleeveless roof guard is phenomenal in my opinion. I think it works great as well. Um, as far as as far as goggles, um, I actually have a, I met up with a, a cool dude out here in SoCal. He uh, owns Havoc uh, Goggles. Um, he's been helping me out with goggles and uh, been pretty impressed with, with what he's thrown at me so far. He's a little bit more of a, a smaller business guy. He's kind of working up, so I'm kind of just uh, actually just me being a nice guy and just helping him out. Just decided just to, to run his goggles and uh, kind of helping out with there. Um, and as far as socks, you know, we have we have really good padded socks um, that are, they're not knee high. They come below um, they come below the com- just below the knee on the compression. And then we also have rival socks that are knee high as well. Um, so both of those socks work really well. Um, and then as far as boots. Um, I've, I've been an ASARS guy for the longest time, um, but I really don't mind some of the Garnet designs. Um, we've, we've done a little bit of designs with Garnet before in the past, um, and yeah, those, those boots have always turned out pretty slick. Um, a, few of the, uh, a few of the guys, actually, a few of the guys through Iceland Husky over in Europe right now actually just ran a few new of our Garnet boots over the weekend, this past weekend. Um, and they're pretty hyped on it. Um, if you want to go check over out at Saturday nights, we, uh, we have those boots up on our Instagram right now. Those, those boots went really well with the kit that they have going. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of been an ASARS guy, but uh, I got nothing against Garnet. So. Fair enough. Uh, it's, uh, it's open season when it comes to uh, dressing yourself head to toe. And I'm sure that, uh, you, you, you keep yourself in some new threads over and over again. Uh, Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, my friend. And uh, when you said you're not uh, a sales guy for seven, you, you might you might want to uh, uh, throw your hat in the ring for that as well, because uh, you ran through the the gamut as far as uh, the features, benefits, and uh, why people should go check out the gear. Uh, I just thought it would be a really cool idea to have you on to sort of um, get inside the brain of the people who bring these amazing designs to us, the the the, the listeners, the 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 enthusiasts of this sport because uh we love it we're we're weekend warriors uh it's not always about the lap times a lot of it's time it's like i said earlier it's about looking pro mostly going slow and uh yeah you you help a lot of people look uh look the part when it comes to uh racing motocross and that's a pretty cool thing thanks man i really appreciate it and uh i really appreciate you having me on here and uh just yeah just I'm really, really thankful for, for what I, for what I am and, uh, really thankful for Seven just taking me on as a designer and, uh, yeah. So if, uh, if you guys definitely haven't checked us out yet, um, then you're, you're definitely missing out. So definitely, uh, head over to, uh, Seven MX off any social media or off of our website too, for sure. And, and check out some of the new stuff. We've got a lot of good stuff coming out, um, and a lot of, a lot of good designs that I'm, I'm really happy with. There you go, my friend. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure of mine. I appreciate uh, you making some time for us, and uh, we were able to lock down a time and uh, and pull the trigger on it, my friend. You have a great rest of your night. Uh, it's uh, just about uh, my bedtime uh, on, on this uh, portion of the globe, but uh, I'm glad we were able to make time for this. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. Sickwix candles, soy candles, and wax melts for moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at 
medterracbd.com.